yeah, like they're um, they're just they're just irrepressible. Um, I can't even spell that word, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's that I don't think you guys understand how much how much joy I get from watching the Man City. I mean, it's just it's just so emotional for me. Man. people welcome back to another episode of red divided myself tommy you got Eddie here and you got myself ham aka sergio kun aguero oh pains my heart to say this but the man has retired from football and i don't want to say too much because i'm not gonna lie i may get emotional so <laughs> i was just gonna say what a player what a legend. And I hope our listeners can um, relate to what I'm saying. If you're around the same age group as us lot, what I'm finding or found is I'm at a beautiful stage of football where I'm watching players' whole career. Mm-hmm. So obviously we've got to see like Wayne Rooney, but a lot of players that we, when we started liking football around like, well, I don't know, the 94 World Cup, 95, 96, we didn't see players like burst onto the scene and then watch them play and see how their whole career. But with someone like Kuhn, Got to see his hot well from Europe. I'm not going to lie and say oh, I watched him in the Argentinian league. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I didn't you know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm not going to lie. But, I'm, but point I want to make is just quickly just that seeing him for Atletico Madrid and be the man, like the guy from the moment he went there. And obviously, you have to remember Atletico Madrid have always had top strikers him, um, Falcao, Forland, Fernando Torres, um, Diego Costa to a certain extent. But seeing Kun do that in the Spanish league, bat it up as a boy, and then come to the Prem, get a double on his debut, and light the Premiership up, giving me my non-Arsenal best Premier League moment when he scored <laughs> to give City the league title, boys and listeners. I don't think I've even celebrated like that. Okay, I have celebrated like that for an Arsenal goal and an Arsenal FA Cup and league. But like I said, for a non-Arsenal moment, that's probably one of my best sporting moments. Yeah, that's one of my most crushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone, I, I mean, I hate United and I hate Tottenham. But I had to see my friends, like Tom's like my best friend. And obviously, Tom and a lot of my United fans probably thought the league was theirs that day. And just that, I go! And that I was is like... Community Shield. I was already texting Tom. I was texting Tom. Community Shield <laughs> And then when it's, I literally just, I'm just like, yeah. Cool, and he, right. and he gave me one, like I said, one of my best Premier League moments. He give all of us, I think everyone that watches the Premier League, we all call it the best league in the world. That's up there with the top moments in the Premier League. For me, Aguero is up there. I mean, a lot of people will say, where do you rank him? And we might get into that conversation, but he's right, right, right up there for me. His playing style is everything for me. Just a fantastic footballer. Almost like the same size as Lionel Messi. So you're looking at them thinking they shouldn't be able to do what they do, but they fucking do. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I love, I love, I love, I love, 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 love Kun Aguero, man. And I wish him a happy retirement. It's a bit sad to see how he has to retire. So he's being forced to retire rather than just walk away from the game. But he's give us all. 
great moments and he's left no stone unturned. I'm so happy he got to win the Copa America as well. So he got to do something internationally. I don't think his international career was ever like, oh my God. But obviously Argentina had a lot of strikers and Messi was the focal point. But yeah, man, happy retirement to him, man. Legend, legend. Cool. Yeah, I don't think there's anything to add to that, to be honest with you. I think, you, yeah, you summed it all up. Um, obviously, we all know what you guys know how highly I rate him when we did our Premier League team. I thought he should have been one of the strikers, but yeah, no. Apart from him playing for um, City, I love I love Quinn, man. I absolutely love Quinn. I love the pants of him. I was so devastated when he went to um, City. So, hey, let's move on. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. Again, man. But the one thing I always tell people about that day, bear in mind that that game probably finished at five. So kick was at three. But, um, community Shield tickets during, <laughs> during the game. And then um, the game finished at five. Best believe I went to sleep from five to the next day. <laughs> <laughs> to the next day, bro. Oh, man. It's, it's one of those ones that you never forget. You ne- I still I remember exactly where I was. You know exactly where you were, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, bro, I, was, I know exactly yeah. what I was doing, bro. I knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah. I can never I, forget that day. Bro. Never, ever. Yeah. I, I just come, but I was at my boy's house. But literally, I was messaging him. I was like, oh, do you want me to get, get tickets? Because I think it was the start of that season. I went to Community Shield mm. when we beat City 3 2. I think Nanny scored that. Yeah. He came yeah. back and Nanny scored that, like, lifted it over the keeper. So I was thinking, oh, we're going to go again. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously, messaging Tom, and then the goal goes in. I kid you not, the person that I was in their house watching the game, I just stood up, didn't say bye, I just walked and went home. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Yeah, no. You know, Tom said he slept to the following day. Um, I celebrated to the following day. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy oh. you guys was getting another trophy. Well, so, <laughs> so happy. <laughs> no. Cool. Um, in terms of like current affairs, it's been obviously a quiet, I wouldn't say quiet because it's been an eventful week at the same time but obviously we just haven't had enough games in the Premier League due to the COVID um, situation um, but that aside your boys have had a great week to be honest with you um, who are you obviously- talking about Man City Arsenal <laughs> your, got... your, your main team your main oh okay you, you got to specify five, not the one that gives up one five <laughs> okay 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 your main team they both had a great week but both okay we start with both of your teams had a great week thank but you we start, thank you we start with what Arsenal <laughs> yeah um, you... yeah go on like now it was it's, now it was a great week but like both performance against West Ham against the Leeds I was sick to my stomach, but it was a great performance. <laughs> and yeah, you guys deserve it, man. Well done. What are you saying? What are your thoughts? Yeah, the West start with the West Ham one. Um, I think I said on the pod before that for me it was more than just the three points in it. It was like, okay, cool. Performance has to match the results, and it's our, like our big game. It's a big, big game for us, especially because we've lost to the team that we've lost to. We lost to all the the teams that was in the top four, or that you would say should be in the top four. We lost all of them, innit? And obviously mm-hmm. losing to Everton away was sickening. That, that, I think that result's going to pain me all season if we don't get top four or top six, you know, losing away to Everton because they're so shit. But we'll get on to them <laughs> later. <laughs> so for me, it was important to, yes, beat West Ham, but put a good performance against a good, good side. And for me, I couldn't be happy. I got everything I wanted. I got the result. 
and I got a performance that exceeded what I thought we could. I don't know if it was West Ham were bad or we or we were really good, but it was a good performance. I, I can't really single anyone out. I thought all the boys were good. I thought Laka dropping into that hole and the runners running off him were fantastic. The boys at the back were quality. I can't remember Ramsdale doing too much. But yeah, just performance was good. The performance was good. And it was, we should have been, we could have been out of sight in the first half. That's how good the performance was. Um, if you're an Arsenal fan and you watch Arsenal every week, you know we don't really start that quick. Every week anyway. So, um, yeah, it was convincing. And that's shocking because it's West Ham. And obviously, I love David Moyes, isn't it? And I think he's done a great job at West Ham. So I was expecting a bit more. But hey, they're not going through. I mean, I know they beat Chelsea, but they're not going through a great patch themselves. So that was that. Martinelli, it was a Thierry Henry type of finish, isn't it? Open up shorty. That's what we call that finish, bro. <laughs> Just open it up and slot it away, bro. Man. Do you know what struck me? I wanted to, I wanted to message the group here. Because I look at the little things when I'm watching football, innit? Now, I was watching football for so long, I don't just watch it. I kind of watch little things. Martinelli's celebration, yeah, when he just didn't celebrate mad. No slide, no nothing. For me, it was a guy that just said, I belong here. I, this is me. Like, I can finish like that. I can score 20-plus goals. If you guys give me minutes, I'll put them away. Look at what I just done there. And did he go and back it up against Leeds? He sure did. Like, just put me through in front of goal. And I'll show you why they called me Wonder Kid two seasons ago, why I was down for the Golden Ball Awards two years ago. And when they both broke on him and Greenwood, it was a, you know, people spoke about both of them being the same thing. And I, I rate Greenwood very highly. I've said it on the pod. I think he might be the best thing England have ever produced. But I rate Martinelli just as highly. So for me, it's just great to see him get the minutes and do what you kind of thought he would do if he was given the opportunity. And moving on to Leeds, comfortable what was it, 4-1, comfortable 4-1 win. I actually didn't think the performance was that great. I spoke to my bridge and we had a game yesterday and he said, oh, hey, what do you think about Arsenal? I thought, mm, it was all right. But we, keep, we didn't keep the ball enough for me, innit? And as much as I like... Bro, that, players, that, I hear what you're saying, Ham, but that's how you got beat, though. You got to let Leeds be stupid and be do what they're supposed <laughs> to do. And kill themselves. And yeah, that's what they do. Leeds, Leeds like, they're all self-destruct. So... That's how you gotta beat them. So yeah, I mean they can they can they can do what they want to do, like you know what I'm saying. Like they can. I mean, have we done what we need to do in terms of get the ball? Yeah, so I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I don't think I you, press. You, you want you want to go to Leeds and just because they're always gonna run. Do you get what I'm saying? They're, they're gonna run non-stop Leeds. So you don't. I don't think you need to go to Leeds and just play out your skin or like you need to hold possession for much longer. Because they'll they'll oh, give you oh, chances anyway. Exactly. Although you have the ability, <laughs> why not just? Like stay compact. Let them let them give you the chance. Open up and kill them off, which he did. So, these are leaders, yeah. man. And then all our goals, yeah. yeah. All our goals come from that. All our goals come from us just pressing and winning the ball high and um, and putting them away. I thought all the goals were good. Um, my only problem. Let's not just talk about good, good, good stuff about Arsenal. My only problem is the the um my midfield in it. The balance of my midfield is just. It's, it's not good, man. And that's why I don't think we'll get top four. That's why seven for six is where we'll finish. Because fundamentally, my midfield two, Arte and Shaka. If we're going to say that's going to be Arsenal's midfield two, isn't it? You already know what I think about Shaka. Although he had a decent game, should have got sent off. If it was me, if I was the ref, I would have sent him off <laughs> for that tackle on Rafinha. I thought it was too. It was there was no need for it. But it's Granite Shaka losing his head. But on the flip side, he can put Martinelli in. But that's not a hard through ball to place. I don't need no one telling me, oh my God, did you see what Shaka done the other day? He's a centre mid. He should be able to put his um, centre forwards in. But that's my problem. I still don't think Partey settled into the Premier League or I'm just not seeing the party of Atletico Madrid. 
or maybe the party we see now is that's just him. So I don't need to keep thinking, okay, he's gonna become the that's, that's who I saw before he, yeah. Came. If, I, if I'm honest, like obviously, I understand because there was a lot said about him before he came, but for me, the matches I had seen him playing, this is what I was seeing. Nah, he's much better. His level was much better than this. Yeah, so yeah level nah. issue. I think his level was much better. His level, I, I, I see. I saw. I saw him go. To, I, yeah, I was gonna say. I saw him. Yeah, nah, much better. Much better. Much yeah, better but but that's yeah. And, and he's been. And he's a few games I've seen anyway. Level consistency, don't it? There's like, you, it doesn't need much to get you up for a game in Hanfield. At, at, at Anfield, do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Like you're going to Anfield in the Champions League. What last sixteen quarterfinals, wherever it is. If you are not motivated and not by that game, then what else will motivate you? But there's another thing going to like the league, the West Ham every week, teams that you are expected yeah. to beat. Um, if I watch you in 20 games cool. and I only see you play great in like four, to me, those are less often than the superb games. But I guess it's, it's what games you see, right? Because I watch the games that I watch Kessie in. I see yeah. him perform more than I don't see him, so I might be a bit biased because the games I've watched. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent though. Yeah, yeah. But even thing. even like Kessie, for example, I don't really see like I might be wrong in it. I I don't see much different between like in terms of ability wise. I don't see much different what what Kessie can do that he can't do. But, They're probably the same. Yeah, you know, probably the same. Like so, it's with my uh, one of my my friend told me this when when Fata was going to Arsenal and I was a bit worried because when he was going I was thinking Arsenal was getting a great midfielder here he said something to me that he doesn't think Fata is 27, 28 <laughs> he was like he's much older than that and to be honest with you that's how he's playing out because it's I'll still wait until like this season finish and give him next season but if that is the case you're not going to see better than what he's already doing no, that this, this, yeah, you are not. Yeah. If, yeah. if it is the case, then what he's doing now is not going to get any better. Is it simple yeah. as that? Yeah, so, and that's and that's my um, God, oh, sorry, down to yeah, so yeah, so that is my only. But in terms of have I seen better from him at Atletico? Absolutely, I've seen much better from him at Atletico, like at a high, like a, I wouldn't say because of the inconsistency, I wouldn't say a world class stage, I wouldn't say it was world class, but he had world class moments that. Uh, at Atletico, especially that game, I can never forget that game against Liverpool. He absolutely bossed it, considering the energy level that Liverpool midfielders had. So, but yeah, I, I'm not sure if we, we're going to see any better, depending on on his real age. <laughs> yeah, so that's my so that's so that's my issue. Like I said, I love. I mean, the players that we bought have all been good this this window. So my issue is just the balance of the midfield. Um, I don't think it's it's not for me. It's not top four worthy. Though. Yesterday, it's not top four, whatever we don't deserve to be in top four with a midfield of Partey and Shaka playing the way they play. They hold each other's hands, so I don't know if it's our t- it's tactics. But I was watching that Leeds game, and I swear I screamed at my TV like 10 times. You have to give the center half an option off the ball, so I, I don't know if that's them or Arteta's tactics. But whenever Ben White or Gabby, if you don't, you'll see Gabby. I mean, Ben White and Ben White and um, Party were having a back and forth. On the game, and I'm sure, and I know that's what comes from because I played ten and a half, so I know that's come from Ben White. Say you're not giving me no options when I got the ball anyway, so you have to mm. come, you have to give me options on the ball. 
And for me, Saka and Partey, they they don't make themselves available enough to get on the ball. Which so team for, has better centre midfielders to take that fourth position from you? What, the ones that are going against us? Top, yeah. Um, I always take Leicester's midfield over us, Tillemans and Ndidi. I love it. I love they're not love going for too. top four. They're not well, th- well, for me, in my opinion, they're fighting for us for top four. Okay, I think um, I, I think probably West, out West, of the ones you're going to name, they're probably the best. But I don't yeah. think they're going to they're even in that conversation right now. West Ham, Suchek and Rice is a good double act. That's a good that's a good double act in there. Obviously, De- Declan's better than Partey and Saka, so that already that's that's easy. Yeah, and Suchek's going to get me. Suchek's going to do more damage. He can he can get around the pitch just as well as my midfield, and he's going to do more damage in opposition box than Partey yeah, and Saka. I, Suchek is all right. Let's, I think we, he's all right. He's, yeah, he's goal, functional. He's functional. No, 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 Remember, remember, remember. That's no, that's fantastic. That's that's your opinion. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I hear what you're saying, but Suchek, yeah, Suchek is great. I think because he, he had a midfielder, Saka and Party. Bro, Suchek, Suchek doesn't have the same passing ability as much as you might say same passing ability as Jacka. Suchek, and this is what it boils down to. I understand, and that's why I like Suchek, play like Suchek. Players understanding their limitations. He doesn't, Suchek is not going to try, he's not going to try an outrageous pass. But he doesn't have the same passing rage as Shaka. No, he don't, he don't. But Shaka do not have his um, aerial ability in the opposition box that Suchek has. Yeah, but So if he's breaking from midfield, he's going to get you more goals in the season. Arsenal, Arsenal don't need that. We do, because my goals don't come West from my centre forwards. Goal. My goals don't come from my strikers. Yeah, striker, goals. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. so we do West need that. Definitely. No, but before, before, before that, beforehand, when your striker was scoring... No, but it's, they're not scoring now, so we're talking about now. Uh, now but now. then you have players like Odegaard and... Um, and yeah, I mean, you ask... You just you just asked about the double act, so we're talking about two. We're saying that about Suchek too, but what goals have you got this season? We can't we can't count last season goals to this season. So what difference does it make? Yeah, because you asked, you asked me about who's the the two midfielder going against against ours that will compare ours to, right? Yeah, no, who, United, no, no, got question Fred. is like who's what? Which one is much pretty much better than what you're going against? Yeah, because I, I don't see why you can't. Agree, like, right? You got McFred, you've got Hoiberg and Winks, mm. or Hoiberg and Skip. Like Skip, a lot of them are similar quality to yours. Yeah. I agree, buddy. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I, know, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not with what you lost. I'm just saying, for me personally, hand personally, how I want my midfield to look like, it's not for me. The balance of my midfield isn't. It's not great. It's not. It's not good. It's not good. Especially when I'm watching them live and I'm watching them together. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not good, man. It's not good. It's not good. So yeah, it's man. definitely a position. It's definitely a position we're gonna have to upgrade, especially because now Lenny's gonna have to go. Um, Lokonga is young. Guendouzi's on loan. Torreira's on loan. So if we don't bring those back, we're going to have to buy two centre mids at least minimum in the summer. If we're going to try and stay, we're going to break into the top four and stay there. Because you yeah, guys are going to have to buy centre mids as well, right? You'd say you're going to have to buy centre mids. Yeah, we have. We've yeah. been saying that exactly. last season. But, then, no, I, but, but I hear what you're saying. You're saying exactly, but then you still expected us to win. Not saying you expected us to be. You, you was expecting us, like, uh, for us to challenge for the league with the central midfielders we, we had. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing us expect you to challenge for top four with the sense of that you have. No, I get that. No, there's, listen, yeah. that, there's nothing wrong with you saying that. I'm, I'm saying this is just for me, isn't it? For me. Yeah, you yeah. guys can say that you think that Arsenal's a challenge for the top four. You, are, you might be right. That's 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 neither here nor there. For me, personally, how I would want my midfield to look like, 
That's not. Yeah, that's, yeah no, no, I heard that. I know I heard that because, as I said, our nah, midfield nah. is terrible. But in terms of like, um, like, but I've, I, I'm, I'm not just saying this now. I said it from the very, I've said it from the start of the season. Like, I honestly did not think, and this, and that, that was just me being honest at the start of the season. Like, West Ham did not have enough depth, and I said that, and we, and I think that's what the Arsenal game highlight is the fact that. Defensively, they were good in the first half, and they've just about got away with it. Dawson was good. Dawson. They were making Dawson, Dawson was just making yeah, bare was, blocks, yeah, bro. Yeah, that, that was it. Yeah. That was and, it. And then, but then the thing is with Chelsea is that I think what with West Ham that Chelsea win slightly clouded things because, as you said, take away that Chelsea win, they, they haven't been great, and that's and that's what I've been saying all season that if they're not going to add more bodies to that. They're gonna struggle. You can't play Thursday and Sunday thinking you can apply the same energy. They seem they were lethargic. They seem like they just look tired going forward. You didn't get the yeah, same they energy. You, you, didn't, you, you didn't get the same energy that you usually get with them. They they used to break quite fast, like and like the midfield used to join with the attack quite quickly too. Yeah, and you can't. Suchek is not making that run that that is used to making into the into the box late. It's quite like. Well, they, they had a week off, body. didn't they, before they play Arsenal? They played. They had a week off, didn't they, before they played Arsenal? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, the, the, the still because the kids played in Europe. The kids played in Europe. Yeah, they played all the kids. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Same, same thing we said about United. We had a week off before we played Norwich, and they still came up like that. So I don't know what it is, what they're training, but I think eventually it take it takes its toll, man. They played so, a lot. Game so much, so much game this season already as it is. They need to add extra bodies in January if they even want to challenge for the top four. There's no point saying we're going to challenge for the top four without adding extra bodies. And I think the difference is that as much as we're saying we're not happy with like some some like areas in on the pitch, but the qualities that we bring off the bench is not much different from the players that we take off for both Arsenal and United. But you can't say the same thing for West Ham, I don't think. That is Actually. and and that's and that's where they struggle. But yeah, nice. No, um in terms of like the week, great performance, um Arsenal and um we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Boys are boys are doing their thing, man. And it's all the young gunners as well, man. Martinelli, Saka. Yeah. Um, ESR, ESR, ESR's been on fire all season to be fair. I think Saka's finally caught up and Saka's putting in to back good performances together. He's getting utmost. I'll give all the teams, I'll salute all the Premiership teams that we play against now because they give my boy utmost respect. JJ pointed this out to me, sorry to the listeners. My friend watching the Arsenal game him and he pointed out, he said, Ham, you know they double sack up all the time now? And I was like, well, I haven't really like paid much. I just thought, but when I watch him, he gets doubled all the time, sometimes tripled. So it's major respect to him. And um, yeah, he's actually getting back to the levels that got him back into the England squad. Um, good goal as well the other day. All the garden ESR, that's another problem for Arteta. That's a good problem to have as to who to start or who not to start. But it does it's not it's not bad if um ESR is coming off the bench and scoring in both the games and all the guards assisting. So yeah, we've got good problems. My I'm just nitpicking. My midfield not being great is me nitpicking. But we're fourth for Christmas. Obviously, all the other teams haven't played all their games, so technically that's why we are fourth, but we'll still take it. And uh, yeah, we move on, man. We move almost halfway through the season, one more game. And I wouldn't have expected us to be here if you had asked me at the start of the season where do you think Arsenal will be halfway through the season? I would have said a comfortable 7th or 8th. 
And especially after we lost our first three games in the season. <laughs> but yeah, we're doing what we're doing. We're, we're, we're punching above the weight right now. You know, we're doing we're doing our thing, man. And hopefully, hopefully, can stick at it to the end of the season, man. Cool. Um, not gonna. I don't think we should spend much lo- um, too long on it. But um, was it last week that we jumped off and I asked about the um, about me on captaincy, and then and then you gave an answer before you got stripped. It was last week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, last week or the week before. Yeah, but, yeah. just yeah. Let's just quickly um go into that. So obviously, in terms of like this week, so a lot's happened since then. Um. So yeah. They have stripped the captaincy off him, which um, we didn't think was going to happen before Arsenal was going to take like the sensible approach. So it, it, I think the issue is probably deeper than what uh, we initially thought. To be honest with you, because not only did they take the captaincy off him, um, he hasn't been able to get back into the squad. And by the looks and sounds of things, is a bit like he might have played his last game for Arsenal. I don't know, but what are your thoughts on the whole situation now? Yeah, I can't really speak too much into it because I definitely think the situation is deeper than what um, we know. I think it's deeper than just um, him being late or him breaking disciplinary rules for the second time. So um, I don't want to speak too much about it until we get more information. As we get more information, we'll be able to dive into it too much, um, into more detail in it. But obviously, the good thing about Arteta is when he first came in two years ago, he said he had non-negotiables. And he seems like a man of principle because he seems like he's sticking to that. So I guess it was part of his non-negotiables and he's made a decision. And I, for one, don't disagree with his stance in terms of like, if this is what it is, then this is what it is. And I, when we jumped off last week, I said that for me personally, I would have just, no noise, just let him have it. If he's not in, he's not in. Just let the standing captain hold the captaincy, which is like a Z, and then um, bring it back into the fold when, you know, he's been fined or whatever. But it seems like it's deep in the way it is. So they've they've took him off the captaincy. Fair enough. He said something about leadership groups. I don't think he's actually gonna name a captain per se till uh, maybe next season. But for all, but I mean, I don't want it to be his last game. Me personally, I'm a massive Uber fan, so I don't want it to be his last game. But if it is, thank you for the memories. Thank you for the goals. Thank you for the FA Cup. And um, I wish you all the best wherever you go to, bro. But like I said, for me personally, I don't want it to be his last game. But if it is, then. Listen, man, this is a sad. It's a sad way for it to end. But I'm an Arsenal fan, and I've been here before. <laughs> what are you saying, Nadi? What's your take on it? Boy, uh, I was surprised to be honest, because obviously we literally just finished talking about it, and then they kick him out. But it is what it is. Um, it's a bit. It's a bit of a sour way to end it, though, because of all the like the relationship with him and the fans. Like the fans really loved him. And even if you strip him to make him go and train with the under-23s is, is a lot. That's a that's a big statement. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things go from here. Obviously, before it even happened, I said, he's been stealing from you guys. You guys don't need him. So, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be the biggest blow. I think you go and find a replacement. Martinelli's doing well. You've still got players that can, that can do a job, that have been doing a better job than he's been doing. So, yeah, I don't think it's the biggest loss in the world. Yeah, no, I think I agree with what both of you are saying. As Ham said, we, I think it's deeper than that. And with situations like this, you probably are not going to find out the full details. Maybe I think with Arsenal, um, you got the um, documentary, documentary coming out. Maybe with that, 
we find out a bit more. And same thing, um, yeah, same, what well, similar situation with um, William, which I was actually going to get onto today, but we'll talk about that in a sec. Where sometimes when, until they give an interview after they leave or whatever situation, they're not really going to get insight. So it's hard to touch on things that obviously you're not aware of. So all you can do not right about now is to speculate, really. But one thing for sure is that it's probably deep, it's definitely deeper than what we initially thought. So, um, but I'm with Ade too. I don't think, look, you know my thoughts on him anyway. Um, I don't think you're going to miss him. I know he's on two games, but two games I watched with West Ham and um, Leeds. I know there's only two games. I'm not trying to go over the top, but I feel like those young boys are getting involved a lot more because they can play off Lacazette. Because the ball will actually stick to Lacazette if you pass to Lacazette. They're still, they're, Lacazette can probably give you the ball back. Obo doesn't have that ability. Obo just wants everything done for him in his place. So those young boys are doing everything for Obo to get Obo in the right position. Whereas Lacazette, He's going to put his, uh, Ham says, put his body, whatever it is, him putting his bum in people's face and backs, whatever it is, controlling the ball, like one, two, get, get the boys involved. Lacazette will do that. Lacazette's got a lot. It's, it's a shame that Lacazette just doesn't score enough goals. He's not consistent enough. But in terms of his overall footballing ability, he's way better than others. So, like, and the young boys are shining, like, from, from, the, last, from the last couple of games, you can see. So, and I think, if anything, like, in the long run, it might just work out better for you, like work out for the like the young ones that are coming through. Like they're all getting like I see see them getting a lot more of the ball in an attacking end. Um, one like even Saka don't normally get that much chances. Saka get he get is getting into the box, getting a lot of chances, and and that's because that, like, and I feel like it's because of Lacazette. He's occupying the centre backs and give and he's obviously giving them the spaces. Whereas Oba is totally different. Oba is expecting everything to put, be put on the plate for him, whereas Lacazette can link up with them and and also provide for them. So, look, we'll see what happens anyway. But but that's it. Talking on William, did you watch the um the podcast? Yeah, I saw it. Podcast. Cool. Did you watch it? I don't, you, you haven't no, I didn't. Again. I saw it. I saw it, but I didn't watch it. But I'll tell you what. I actually like William. I respect him because. If he really wanted to, you can clearly tell he wasn't happy about that Arsenal situation. But he was very respectful when he was speaking. And, and bear in mind, he's only been Arsenal for like a, a season or so. Considering like we had the likes of like Sanchez and um, Di, Maria. Di Maria that are very disrespectful towards Manchester United when they left. He just made it clear that, look, even Rio, you can tell even Rio was trying to dig in and trying to get him to say something disrespectful. Like, not that I'm not saying Rio just wanted to cause controversy or whatever it is, but Rio was trying to get him to say something. But he was like, Look, I just wasn't happy that I got there for like obviously, I spoke to Arteta, spoke to Edu. He decided to go to Arsenal because Arsenal was offering three years, Chelsea was only offering two, and he wanted to stay in London. Went to Arsenal within three months. He didn't like it. He, went, he told his agent he wanted to go. But he was still very respectful. So he didn't go in. It was clear that he was having issues at Arsenal, but he wasn't going into the issues that he was actually having at Arsenal. He just said, look, just get me, just get me out of here. And he gave, up, he gave up a lot of money to leave Arsenal. And that's, yeah, so you have to respect the man. What were your thoughts on that, Ham, on, on what you had to say about him having to leave after three months? 
Bro, I don't really have any thoughts on William and Arsenal. Um, I don't really care, bro. You see, when I was watching it, yeah, I was, I was, I was working at the same time, so everything he was saying was going in one ear coming out of the other. <laughs> he came, it didn't work out. He got paid. The, the the good thing I take, I'd say, is obviously we knew this before, but it was nice for him to come out and say it that um, he could have easily took the money that was remaining on his contract. I think he said that like two years left, big money. And you remember he was on big money as well because he got him for free. So that's a, that's a couple that's a couple M's that he turned down and just said, you know, what, I'd rather just go and just you know. And he said a good point. And this is for the listeners as well. Everything in life isn't money, and happiness is important. And it's easy for someone that's got money to say that, but <laughs> also... But you know, well, it's funny how is most of the time when people say that, they say it's because this person has money. But, boy. But even if you don't, I mean, I, I ain't got money. I'd be the first person to say that. No, no but, those, state, those statements does hit home at times, because I remember the first 50 Cent said that to me sometimes. I mean, sorry, he said that to... Um, on the breakfast. I'm, I'm about to say. I'm about to say. I'm about to say. What you're a fifty up waist. Yeah, um, <laughs> he said it on the breakfast club, and I think this is when um, what's his name? What's Ade's um uncle's name again? The president that just left. Um, Judge. Um, what's his name? Oh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Sorry, Donald Trump. <laughs> no, I was gonna say Judge. Bush. Sorry, guys. Donald I'm... Trump. <laughs> On Tommy's just knowledge, okay. <laughs> Let's say George Bush. Just raise that from your ears. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think that's when Donald Trump was paying a few people to um play at um. Uh, His inauguration. Uh, yeah, inauguration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then fifty was literally said, "Look, all money's not good money," and that you have to respect that, like. It was off. Apparently, it was offering like just a million pounds just to play there. It's like all money is not good money. I just said it is easier as as a rich man to say no to certain money, but it's very. But it's also easier as a rich man to just add extra, like get an easy one million pounds. But yeah. all money is not good money. If it's like if it's affecting your peace of mind, you know it's going to affect future deals or whatever it is that you're going to get. Let it go. Let it I go. Think, and I, I think re- it's very easy to look at people that are wealthy or appear wealthy and be like, you've got no issue, but there are definitely downsides or the fact that, okay, to get this extra X amount, I need to work extra, extra, and I can't see my, my family or kids or I'm stressed mm. all the time. Yeah. But yeah, money's not the answer for everything. Yeah. It, it helps though. It helps. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's it. With me, that's the biggest <laughs> thing I took out of that. I just, I just thought he came across very respectful. I'll be honest with you. Because a lot of people like, and I think me and you talk about this, Adi, you were saying how just not every, like, every transfer just, it doesn't always, like, the relationship yeah. between the club and the player might not always be the best. It might just not fit at times. And so and you have to respect is. respect that. But I know a lot of Arsenal fans were quick to laugh when that shit happened to when the um, the Maria, the... Um, the um, what do you call it? Sebastian Yeah, they came out and say that about Manchester United not being a great place, bro. You never know when your time will come, bro. But I just, well, I respect him a lot because, as I said, he was he didn't steep as low as them guys. He literally was so respectful. Say, look, I don't need to go into it. Like it just went after three months. Just I knew, video, yeah, man. it just went. It went meant to be, man. So like, well done to him, man. Like, I actually like I respect him for that. Be honest with you, so 
all the best. And to be honest, he's a quality player. Like whether or not yeah, it worked, he has been a quality player. Just because it didn't happen at Arsenal. Yeah, William's done some bits. He's done some yeah, bits. Right. So, but Hazard, it was basically basically what everyone says about Hazard. Who's um, Hazard? Yeah. The number seven for Real Madrid right now. You remember he came <laughs> <back> <laughs> on Saturday. He played the game on Saturday. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I didn't even know he posted. He posted something on, on his um Instagram yeah, saying it's good to be feels good to be back or something like that. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, they drew they drew they drew nil nil against Cadiz though, so it's not a good. It wasn't yeah. a good game. I, I was, I was what, watching yeah. his a show of his on on Sky Sports. I was just like, what you used to be over the weekend. They're watching was it icons or icon moments or but something. I think, I think this is why he's sustaining so much injuries, isn't it? Because I can imagine him what everyone says about him in like training. Everyone is not a good trainer. So I can't, mm. I can imagine just going on the pitch, not stretching properly and all those sort of shit, just like not eating well outside. Food. And it just takes one bad injury and yeah, you can't catch up yeah, no more. You can't, yeah. Yeah. And I, he was saying the same thing. He was just saying, look, Adam was just a great player. Like, he's a bad trainer, but when it comes to it, mm-hmm. it was just, yeah, it was a guy. Yeah, such a shame. Such a shame. Yeah. Such a shame, man. But cool. Um, Let's move on to Ham's other team up north. Um, they're just rough. I think mean, <laughs> it's that time of the year again for them, to be honest with you. Right? <laughs> it's that time of the year because once they start putting performances like this together, they're just going on some like a mad run, and it's and it's looking like it. It's it's, <laughs> it's looking crazy right back now. Um, and obviously, what doesn't help is that. We'll get on to Chelsea in a bit. Liverpool has dropped points against um, Spurs. And then I looked at it, I'm thinking, you know what? If that was City playing Spurs, I think City wins that game. Like, I think City honestly wins that game against Spurs. Especially the form that City is currently in. So, like, I'm not going to change my um, prediction as of yet. I'm still going to wait until, like, early New Year's and see where everyone's at before, like, um, I've, um, I decide on my um, title winners. But the, the front runner now, I'll see you, man. What are you guys saying? Go on, I'll let you start. Yeah, see, definitely front runners. Um, what's the gap now between them and like, Chelsea? It's, it's um, six. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty much the borderline of what it can be before I just discount Chelsea entirely. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I think that's the borderline because I say if Chelsea play Man City and they manage to beat them, that brings it down to three points and then just pray that they make up another three points somewhere and then that still leaves one point goal different. So, yeah, I think any more drop points and I say it's done. It's done for Chelsea. Um, yeah, it's hard. it's hard to look away from City now. Yeah, it's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, no, they're um, they're just they're just irrepressible. Um, I can't even spell that word, but that's, that's, <laughs> their, that's that, I don't think you guys understand how much how much joy I get from watching the Man City. I mean, it's just it's just so emotional for me. Like, when I watch them, it's just like this is how football should be played, bro. And when I watch Pep here. Yeah, and I'll see how they play football. 
and I talked to my brother, I'm still, I'm still mates with some of the boys I used to play with, and it's just like, boys, don't you think, yeah, and I don't know if you guys will agree, but don't you think, everything our coaches was teaching us and when we was like nine and ten in terms of pass, move, find space, pass, move, the ball is faster than the player, so if you pass, like if you keep, keep passing and wear a team out, you'll eventually score. That's how you keep possession, if you keep moving into space. And it's just like everything that you get taught. But when you go to a match day, everyone just plays mad. Everyone just route one, boot in the air. <laughs> and, just, you know, it's and it's just like... It's different when the game hits. Yeah, it's different when the game hits. But the thing I love about Pep and City is their principles never change. And it's those principles that, for me, is make them the best team in the world and why they've... I think they've won three out of the last four Premier League titles and... They just, they just do. I mean, it looks like, oh my god, it's mad, but in essence, it's just it's pass and move football. In essence, it's pass and move, and everyone can handle a football from their goalkeeper to their fake number nine. Everyone can handle a football. Their right back is irrepressible. Again, I'm gonna use keep using that word. I think that's my day, word for the day. Jao <laughs> Cancelo, how he plays is mad. Um, Bernardo Silva is out of this world how he plays they can have a midfield of Gundogan Silva KDB can all handle a football can they find a pass yes can they put a shift in yes and it's just he just got it's not even a team it's a squad because you've got to think against Newcastle Gundogan didn't play Phil Foden didn't play Jack Grealish didn't play they still put Newcastle away easily put Leeds away 7-0 easily they're so interchangeable once again, because of the principles. So they all know what they need to be doing. And it's at a high level. And I can't speak highly enough of them, man. They're just, they're a different class, man. They're, dif- they're a different class. Watching them is like watching, it's like going, I like going to the theatre. It's like going to the theatre and watching Lion King with a nice babe. You know, the babes is just like a proper babe that you're taking out on a date. Maybe it's like the second date. You haven't even chopped her yet. So all the excitement is there. Like, you're just... buying two hundred pound ticket, yeah. Um, and it depends on the babes, <laughs> isn't it? It depends on the babes, I think, man. It depends on the babes. That's why I said it's a proper base. Is it eight or nine? Like your bridges are looking at you, thinking, "Right, oh, you pulled that off, yeah. Right, I see you, Ham. I see you." So it's all coming together. It's just, it's, it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. And like I said at the start of the season, I can't see no one beating them. But it's still, I still think it'll go down to the wire. I still think Liverpool will be there or thereabouts. Chelsea are having their blip. They may come back. City might have a blip. They don't look like it, but they may do. But once again, that word, they look irrepressible. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so that's City. Um, that's and just one more thing. I love what Pep done to Jack and Phil. Yeah, I was about to... You told me, I... yo, you're such a witch, bro. That's all I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> but go on. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Because obviously a lot's been made of Aubameyang and Arteta. And Arteta's put his foot down and it is what it is. Don't ask me no more questions about it. He broke the rules. This is what it is. Jack and Phil, apparently they went out after the Leeds game. And um, Pep didn't like how they turned up for the recovery session the next day. So, so that's why I didn't get any fancy points, yeah? Because yeah, so, they went yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, literally. So then... <laughs> So they're not going to play. And I think they asked Pep in the interview and he was very direct. He was just like, if the off-field, if their off-field behaviour is not good, then they won't get any on-field time. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. But that's what it was. I, I love that. And he's got a squad good enough for that. So if I'm Jack and Phil, I don't think I'll go out again after we win for the rest Bruh. of the season. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they'll be, they'll be back in the team soon. Same thing he's done to Kyle Walker. Since Kyle Walker got that red card, that guy ain't seen pitch. 
But the no, way Kyle Walker's Walk best friend passed away. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, not best friend, but a friend of his passed away, so I think he got compassionate okay. leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, fair enough. Fair. Yeah, but when you got when you have a squad that that big and that great, <laughs> especially when everyone's fighting for a place, like the last thing you want to do is just mess up because you might not get your spot back. Because someone comes in and that's what look of look at. There's um, not enough space. There's not there's enough space. space. Look at Sterling, bro. Sterling comes in, you know he's not going to stop scoring goals. So how do you now get back into the team? Um, all right, moving on from them. I don't know. Should we go into the Chelsea or the Liverpool first? Because the Liverpool might take some time. I just, yeah, I'll talk about I want, Chelsea. Chelsea. Uh, yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to touch on a few on um, Chelsea. So Chelsea, obviously. Well, how many games are they haven't got victory? So last time the one, okay, the beat Leeds. Then after Leeds, they've dropped points. The last two games. Um, Adam, you were just touching on it. What are you saying? What do you think is going wrong? Boy. Tactically, Boy. tactically, just looking at the squad, what, do you think anything is wrong tactically or do you think it's like the personnel? What's going wrong? Ooh, it might be a combination of both. I think, I think, definitely think, so my first thought was definitely of the personnel because that sent a midfield free when the season started. They were just on such a good run mm-hmm. and they were just doing everything right. And then obviously they started picking up little injuries and COVID, and then obviously you had Chilwell get injured as well. So it started having a slight knock, and I think I, I'm more focused on the personnel and the issues they had. But now, going to have to start saying that they're not playing how they used to, because the defence is not keeping clean sheets like they were. And that's one thing I was looking at, and I was like, yep, pretty much every match Chelsea's going to keep a clean sheet. But now, they look open. They look open to that goal. Um yeah, so beginning of the season, I thought them beating Man City, was it two or three times, made me think, you know what, I can't sleep on these guys anymore. But they've got a long way to go because Man City already played the better football regardless. But with the gaps, the mistakes they're making now, I don't, I don't even think they're, I don't think they stand a chance. But I pray for them. I pray for them. Um, <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I don't even know what to say because I can't take the striker thing. I don't think they need a striker. I think the team is built for the midfield runners to perform. So I can't even say it's a striker thing. But yeah, I'm cool with them dropping points because that gives an, an, another one to drop into our area. Let there be another. Trust me. Hey, 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 We need options. I was it. Hey. I don't know if I was in my bag yesterday at football, yeah. But I was talking to my bridge and I was saying, hey, listen, yeah. Hey, people talking about top four and all that shit. Nigga, we close we closer to Chelsea. We as close to Chelsea <laughs> as they are to Man City, bro. Bro. <laughs> like we're six, I think we're six points of Chelsea and they're six points of City, bro. Bro, oh, let really? people come. Let people come. Yeah, bro. Let more people. Yeah, they're, six, the they're six points off oh, City. Yeah, yeah, one six yeah, points off them, bro. So what? Yeah. So hey, they better look after their shoulder for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see how that. What what are your thoughts on that, Jay? Ham, you do. Oh, uh, um, Chelsea's thing is a weird one for me, man. Because I mean, as Ade rightfully already said, um, City played a better football. Um, for me, Liverpool also play better football, or should I say, I prefer watching Liverpool anyway. Whether some people might agree, disagree, or agree there, 
So for Chelsea, I think they're more of a functional side. I think Tuchel is more of a functional manager. If everything's functioning, then yes. You know, the system, the system has to function for his thing to work, isn't it? Mm, and and as they said, they're, they're open, so the defence is not, they're not keeping as much clean sheets, but they kept clean sheets because as a unit, they were functioning. But if you take away parts of that unit and you replace it with a Sao Niguez, with a Trevor Shadabar playing centre mid, with a Ross Barkley in there, it, it doesn't have that same... It's not that same effect, isn't it? Yeah. And obviously not having that spearhead up there because they started the season with Lukaku and everything was bouncing off him. Everything. Taking him out there and what they're replacing him with players that are streaky goal scorers. They're not yeah. goal scorers. They're streaky. So Aziak is a streaky goal scorer. Pulisic, streaky. Werner, streaky. Havertz, top talent, streaky. So only Mason is really stepping up to the plate. I think Mason's got seven in the league. So he's stepping up. So then if you take away, they're not getting the goals. The key parts of their midfield, Kovacic started the season on fire. He's not playing. Kante's been in and out injuries. Now you're looking at holes in their thing. And I think that's what it is. I think if he gets all these players back, if he gets Lukaku back, Kante back, Kovacic back, they've got enough time to claw it back. But it's just, will they get them back in time? And will the gap be too big between them and City by the time he gets his players back? Yeah. I just think one of the key things is um, integrating Lukaku back into the team. Because I think Lukaku has been back, but I'm not sure why he's not using him. Um, I can't understand, obviously, like, yeah, Lukaku and Warner were out for a while and you had to adjust accordingly to get the goals and you've done well. But now they're back. Get them back, in, get them back involved, like you said, Ham. Like, the players that you did have um, to replace them are not... They're occasion goal scorers, right? They're not going to consistently score goals for you. Like, get those boys back into the team. Yeah. Like, they are still creating good chances and they're missing a lot of chances. Why not, like, get... I just integrate integrate um the cackle back into the team and I see what happens, man, because, like, the more you're trying... You're, the more you, I just feel like it's forcing it for no reason. Like, yeah, um, what's his name? Putting his name up top for a while has worked while them guys have been away, but then they're back now. Get them back involved, man, and get the goals that you need. Because we like they was it how long ago was that just comparing the amount of goals that they scored? They scored, they scored more goals than City, like was it two, three weeks um two weeks ago when I mentioned it. Now two, City are five goals have scored five goals more than them within the last two, three games. So it's just yeah, that's because yeah, that's mad though. That's mad. Yeah, I think I think just him being stubborn too and just being silly. I don't know what Lukaku's done to him, man, but get him back involved. I think Lukaku must be... I don't know if he's had a setback in injury or something, because I can't see why. I mean, I know he brought him on. What He start, He came off the bench or something, didn't it? And then yeah, he might have started a game, and then he hasn't played again. So I don't know if he's yeah. had a setback in his injury. And he well, wasn't scoring before. Because remember, I brought it up. I said, what do you guys think of Lukaku? Because yeah, remember, he wasn't scoring anyway. And yeah, he went, like, I, I tried like to keep fighting before you guys games. eat me, but... I ain't seen Lukaku like upheave any trees, so <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm not gonna clamor to say bring Lukaku back because I haven't really seen. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Lukaku fan anywhere as it is, but like I don't think he's had enough game to be honest with you. But in order for me to make a judgment to say, you know what, I don't think you're gonna cut it. I don't, I just don't oh, definitely. I'm not going to that level. Not yeah. definitely not going to that level at all. I'm not even saying he's been bad. Yeah. But I can't say he's added five, like two levels to them. I can't say. Yeah. That. I guess so. I guess so. Um, 
Yeah, so that's Chelsea anyway. We'll see if they bounce back. I think the big game of the weekend was obviously the um, Spurs and Liverpool game. Um, I think it was like before the. Obviously, there's a lot of controversial decisions in the game, but it was actually a great game. I don't know about you guys. I thought the game was quite was a great game of football. To be honest with you, um, yeah, it was a lovely, it was a lovely watch. It was a lovely it watch. Was, uh, it was a lovely watch. I was watching at my in-laws' house, and I was yeah. Um, I thought it was a great game, but obviously the ref always have to ruin it. But there's the ref always VAR, um, like pick your you your choice anyway. But I just start with the like decisions made, um, and I just get your thoughts on it. I start with Ade because I know we was in a group chat and you didn't think that um, Robertson was a red card. What are your thoughts on it now? So obviously, when I was watching it, I was watching it partly. So mm-hmm. I was at my brother-in-law's house. So I was watching it on like my iPad. So yeah. every time someone would would message into the group about something big, then I'd quickly switch over to see what happened. Yeah. So obviously, when I saw the Robinson one, and I'm quite, I'm a big fan of a hefty challenge, like a strong challenge, not a like a reckless one that you put your leg out. So when I saw, I think I saw it twice, and I was like, that just looks like a firm swing, and I thought. What's so big about that? But obviously, when I've come back home later on and watch match of the day, I'm like, okay, this looks similar to I can't. Somebody did this earlier in the season. Carl Walker. Carl Walker just got recently got sent off. Or something was like it Carl Walker? Yeah. Carl Walker. Like in the Champions League, he did, some, he did it in the Champions League. Ah, but I, I think, think someone I else did it in the Premier League. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, someone else. Yeah, did it so it reminded me of the one in the Premier League, and I was like, okay, yeah. fair, fair play, fair play. But at the yeah. time, I saw, I was like, that's firm. That's just firm. Yeah. But yeah, once I saw it a bit more, I was like, okay, yeah. You know what? He came to fight. Yeah, I think I think the ref ruined the game when he did way shoot that, that first record. Yeah, way like before the first record. Like the, the game was a record. Yeah. I don't understand what he was doing. So I think he's ruined the game then. But it's the fact that you didn't check VAR for that record. You didn't check VAR for the penalty because even the penalty, I was thinking, what's going on here? Like what? <laughs> like is that not a penalty? <laughs> Like, I was, bro, I was. And even before that, sorry, before we go on that, did you not, did you not think Newcastle that, um, the Newcastle one was a penalty yeah. too? Yeah. Because that one was ridiculous too. I don't understand what's going I on. I think that's yeah. probably be the worst one out of all of them. But the, the problem is, because you can accept a ref making a mistake, right? You're like, you made a mistake. But now that there's VAR, that's literally replaying the incident and they're still sticking to stupidity, it just makes it a hundred times worse. Because obviously the Newcastle game, I wasn't watching. I think I was at my cousin's house. And so Tom was like, oh, did you just see that tackle? And then he explained it to me. I was like, well, that would, I would suggest that's a red card. Like, it's a penalty. So then when I now actually watched it, I was like, how are you going to say this? Nobody gave a penalty for this. What is their argument that this wasn't a penalty? And it was just like that all, all weekend with the 500 games that were not played. But, <laughs> yeah, nah, so it was just, yeah, it was terrible, man. Honestly, what what your take on all of them? Man? Um, Yeah, so the Kane one was a record, 100%. Uh, in today's day and age, that's what I would say. I think in, I don't know if I should say five or ten years ago, but I don't think, I don't think that's a red. 
back in the day. Isn't it? I think it's a strong challenge and it's a strong yellow, if there is such things as strong yellows. But I think in today's day and age, it's a red card, isn't it? You can't fly off, you can't fly off the ground with your studs pointing. And he actually caught Andy Robertson. And it's a lucky thing that um, Robertson's foot is off the ground. Because if Robertson's foot is planted, he breaks his leg, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, he gets away with that. But he gets away with that because he's Harry Kane. He's the golden boy. He's England's captain. And they give him a yellow because VAR, I don't know whether the guy was sleeping or he went to go take a shit or he went for a fag break. But there's no reason why he doesn't look and say, that's a red when he gives Andy Robertson a yellow and says, no, no, Paul Tierney. You need to go to VAR and have a look at that. Yeah. I think that's a red. But are you not the same guy that saw the Harry Kane challenge? Why did you not send, even if you fought it, why didn't you at least say, okay, Paul, I think it's a red, but you go have a look. Because I know you give him a yellow. So that was stupid to me. The Jota one was a penalty. That was stupid as well. I can't see how that's not a penalty. I don't know how Paul Tierney doesn't see it himself. But once again, if he doesn't see it, then the brother at VAR has to see that and say, yo, Emerson Royale has just gone straight into the back of Jota. It's a penalty. And he's on a yellow already. So if anything, that's a second yellow for him. And I think those were the three main talking points in it in that game, the penalties and the two and the, the yellow that was. The rash challenge by Royale. Such, it was... Like, yeah, I'll slap my defender for that. What are you even doing? Yeah, that, that's that's what that's and um, Pep said the same thing against um because I think it was quite similar to the Carl Walker one. And Pep said exactly the same thing about the Carl Walker one. Why would you um? It's just a silly challenge. It's a red card. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what the. I mean, it's high time that Mike Riley comes out. I mean, he's there. He's their leader in it. So obviously, he's the head of the. If someone's got to come out and give us a statement as to what's going on out there, you know what I'm saying? Whether they're getting more training or whether they're being reprimanded. I don't know what's but we, we just never know, innit? Secret society with the referees, bro. Like we fight, they never come out and say, yo, I got that wrong. They never do that. And then Mike Riley never comes. All he ever does is support, he support his lot. He never comes out and says, yeah, don't worry. They're undergoing more training or, yeah, we got that one wrong this weekend. Hey, come on, man. It's ridiculous. And for me, it's the fact that the decisions are not difficult. That they get it wrong, that gets on my nerves, isn't it? I already know we got the worst refs in Europe, innit? Facts. <laughs> got the worst refs in Europe. <laughs> the facts. But it's the fact that the, the shit that's not hard, they still manage to fuck up on. And that is the worrying part. Worrying. Yeah, no, I get that. Well, it's a madness. Um, I don't know, man. As I just said, we didn't have that much games this weekend. How do you fuck that? So many mistakes. <laughs> oh, bro. Because you know what? You see the Harry Kane one, yeah, boys. Yeah. If Paul Pogba does that, it's a straight red. 100%. If Granite, Sh- if Granite Shaka does that, it's a straight red. Hundred percent. Hundred So this, so come on, there's, there's no reason for Harry not to get the straight. I don't give a fuck if it's in the first half. It's a straight red. He's left the ground. He's studs up. He's caught the player. It's a red card. I just understand how they didn't want, like VAR. They will look at it, send him to like to the um. To the monitor, it just doesn't make sense. Same thing with the penalty; you just brush it under the carpet. How are you? How are yeah, they doing? So I missed done. the penalty live. I missed the penalty live. So it was when I was watching it later on, and I looked at it and I was like, "But why is this even an argument?" And like, you have VAR. It just just doesn't make any sense. Do you know what? Do you know what Paul Tierney told Jurgen Klopp? That jaw that stopped. Madness, bro. <laughs> it's madness. <laughs> So he stopped, so he deliberately stopped so the guy could run into his back. <laughs> because he knew that that guy was going to take him out like a rugby tackle. No, I did because he shouldn't stop before he's supposed to shoot, Abby. He should, he should just be running and shooting, Abby. No, but <laughs> the, the elite strikers don't need to, <laughs> don't need to stop. 
Sometimes you're just better just shutting up and not explaining it. Just yeah, go back, look at it yourself, and then and just and just admit to yourself like, look, I made a mistake. Just don't bother explaining yourself in that moment, man. You're only gonna end up saying something stupid. Now you make matters worse. I mean, oh, and, and it's all right. I mean, players players make mistakes in the games. Yeah, it's fine. No one's saying that referees shouldn't make players make mistakes. Managers make mistakes by the subs they make or by the starting eleven they put. Out. We all make mistakes in it. The thing is, the players and the, and the managers have to hold their hands up at the end of the game mm. and give a reason to it. The referees never fucking say nothing. They make a mistake and they still get picked for another game the next weekend. Yeah, and I think I feel sometimes they're predetermined. So, like, let's say the week before they do a whole lot of shit. Then the next week, they swing to try and offset what they did the week before. But regardless, just be objective. Just be objective. Don't start thinking about last week's mistake this week. Because it's just not helping. They are just shambolic every week. Bro, we just want a level of consistency, bro. That's it, man. That's all we want. We just want a level of consistency, bro. And you're getting help. It's not like the referee is out there by himself. <laughs> getting help. You're getting help, bro. Imagine if you was a player at there, yeah. You're playing up front, and then I can say, Adi, stop. Come and look at VAR. This is where you messed up. So next time you're going for a goal, yeah, Bro. this is what you need to do. Are you not going to say, Oh, Ham, that's great. Keep doing it. Keep giving me help. Oh. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's crazy. Um, think, look, we didn't have that much game. Hopefully, um, we've got the festive period coming up um, on Christmas and Saturday and boxing. Hopefully, we get a lot of games on on Sunday because, um, yeah. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure how I feel about having all this game in hand because, yeah, I'd rather just have the points on the table like you, Arsenal, to like Arsenal, to be honest with you, <laughs> rather than having to play the game. I'm not really a fan of all this game in hand stuff. Um, yeah, we just chilling, man. We waiting for you guys to overtake us anyway, man. <laughs> so, Win both so, your games in hand, you go above us, man. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> we knew Brentford would beat us. That's why we quickly did it. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's why we quickly. Let's shut the training ground. Shut <laughs> <it> quickly. <laughs> yeah, man. We'll see. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a bit concerned because obviously we're not training while the training ground is obviously um shot. So it's like it doesn't. Yeah, it does. I don't think it's is um is any good for us to be honest with you. I don't think it works out for us. Um, we are playing Newcastle on Sunday. I trust us. You'll be fine, man. Look, <laughs> I trust us to make Newcastle look great. Typical United. I trust us, bro. To make Newcastle look great. Um, so, but well, we have to wait and see. Um, anything else, Miss Up Boys? Before we jump on, anything else? Yeah, but what did you guys think of the game as a whole? I mean, we're all saying it was a great game. We didn't even speak about the game. We just spoke about the decisions. <laughs> well, oh, the Liverpool. <laughs> the Liverpool game. game. Yeah, we just spoke about the decisions. <laughs> that I mean, was talk. a great game. Um. um I think there was a period where um, Liverpool were just all over them, and I think two 0 could have been would I wouldn't say killed off the game would have made it harder for Liverpool to get back into. I don't know whether it should be harsher on Delhi Ali for missing or crediting Allison for the save. What you what you got thoughts on that moment? Do you think he should be scoring that? Or the save was just great? I think two things can be right. I think the save was great. And I think he should be scoring. <laughs> so two things can be right. Two, two, things, two things can be right. That's it. If I'm a midfielder, if, if you've put me through, Tom, or Ade's, or Ade's cut it back for me and I'm running in with that much time and that much space, 
with that much to aim for, you guys expected me to put that away, right? Yeah. yeah. And, I'm, and I'm backing myself to put that away. If the goalkeeper makes a worldy save, because I plan to put it bottom right, and he makes a worldy save, he makes a worldy save, isn't it? But, like I said, he should be scoring that one. But you know what? You see that? That's not even the one that pissed me off the most, you know? You know what that pissed me off? The one that's come over his shoulder. All he's got to do is set Harry. Yeah, yeah. Always yeah. Come around, you just got to set. That's, just set just set him, because Harry has an open... If he plays the right pass with the right weight, Harry has an open goal. Tap him. So I don't get all this. Everyone, everyone after Jermaine Defoe, Jamie Redknapp, Carragher was saying Delhi had a great game. Da, da, da. Bro, he had two decisive moments and he fluffed these lines, man. What do you mean he had a great game? Bro, he just overthinking things, man. Like, I think when you're, when you're in that position where obviously not a lot of things have been going your way, you tend to overthink those those major decisions, those major... Like, yeah, you do. Um, He's low on confidence, isn't it? When you're yeah, low on confidence. That, that, yeah, that critical moment of the game. You overthink it. Things that you won't usually think. Like sometimes you could have probably gone for the other, like the, done the most difficult thing rather than open up your body. You could have gone for the other, um, um, the left hand side rather than that right hand side. Just little things like that that you. That I feel he did done. nothing wrong. That chance of that, um, Allison say. So obviously when it first happened, I was cussing him. Mm. But then when I saw it was a save, I actually said, you know what? He made the decision. It just didn't pay off, right? Because he might have gone the other way and the keeper might have saved it the other way and then we'll say, you should have scored it. The main thing is yeah, that he yeah. made a decision and if the keeping didn't save it, I was getting top, bottom corner. Yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, the first thing I said is, you've got to get those things on target. I didn't know the keeper saving it. Yeah, I, I didn't know the keeper saved it. I didn't know the keeper saved it at that point. The first thing I said is, you just got to get on target. Like, and then I they showed the replay, bro. I just saw it. When when they showed the replay, and I saw that Allison actually saved it, I was like, "Wow, what to save? What a save!" But yeah, I, I think you're right, Ham. Maybe the second one, yeah, you should have just definitely got that one right. But hey, and and I'm I'm with you, man, about him having a blinding game. Who cares about that, man? Just get. <laughs> I didn't think. I just thought he'd done all right, man. Yeah, I thought he had an okay game. I don't think he was... Yeah, I think they're good. Because his standards dropped so much that that's what we're saying is a great game from him now. Yeah, and I I just thought we worked hard. And that's the minimum requirement in football. It's because he probably worked harder than he he usually would have done. Bro, no, just get it. Yeah, he he doesn't... He needs to improve, man. And hopefully hopefully he does. So, we'll see. Hopefully he gets another chance. Yeah. I don't. I was, I was surprised to even see him in the starting lineup. To be honest with you, I was surprised to hear see him and then Douglas in the starting lineup. But it was a good game, man. I enjoyed that game, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Liverpool done their thing, especially with the midfield they went in there with. You were like yeah. KR, Tyler Morton, and KR. I mean, yeah. and Milner. If you ask Klopp, uh, the three combinations, I've all the. He's got like eight, eight or nine centre mids in it, so he can have different combinations. Tyler Morton, James Milner, and Naby Keita is probably bottom of the combinations that he could put them to hold them so for them to hold their own and get a two-two draw. And if Robertson was on the pitch, he used to say they wouldn't have. He used to say they wouldn't have nicked a, a win. So I think for them, they put. I think for Tottenham, I don't. I don't look at the performance and think anything because one, yes, because of that Liverpool midfield, and two, they're always going to leave space in behind. And Van Dijk wasn't playing. But yeah, and Van to be fair, no, to, yeah. To be fair to um, Spurs, they've done well to keep that Liverpool and um, right side quiet. They've done very well with that. Yeah, Salah, I don't, I don't remember Salah having a yeah. kick. 
Yeah, they've done well, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't remember really Salah having a kick. Like, I feel like they had like three, four bodies on them at all times. They were not giving them nothing. Like, they were not giving them a sniff. So, um, and that's, I guess that's the risk that we're willing to take. Because you know? the majority of the play was coming from like Robertson's side and uh, Mane's side. So, um, it's a risk that we're willing to take. Like, look, we'd rather like them guys get at it than Salah and um, Trent. So, and they got the draw of it, so well, well done to them. I'm, I'm sure Spurs will be happy with the draw. To be honest with you, they will take that, considering like the form that they've been in. So they can't complain. Yeah, man, I can't say slowly but surely getting his system into place. We three five two. You see how we start. You see how he tried to appease everyone. He tried to start with the Mora and um, Son with Kane, and he said, "No, nah, fuck this, man." <laughs> remember, remember, he done the same thing with Chelsea. He went to Chelsea. He played the system that the old manager played. We battered them, and he said, "Oh fuck this, fuck this, we're getting free, getting five at the back." This, bro. <laughs> so you see, yesterday when I saw that Lucas was on the bench, I'm like, "Oh, here we go." Conte's now he's got his system in place now. Three, five, two. He's not changing it, and everybody's just gonna have to find their way into it. And if you're not happy, you're getting sold, and he's gonna buy someone else. Yeah. But good luck to them. I definitely want. I mean, good luck to Conte, not good luck to Tottenham. But I want to see what he does with them, innit? All right. Um... Right, cool. So like I said earlier, hopefully we get more games this weekend and hopefully my United play. Um, your boys are going to the court final. Is it tomorrow or Wednesday? Yeah, we're playing tomorrow against Sunderland at home. Yeah, you should you probably should win that, but you never know. But yeah, you should win that. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it for this week, to be honest. Unless if I'm missing anything else out, um, please make sure you follow us on Twitter. Um, very divided Instagram, very divided. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, I think we've been back up and running the last few weeks with YouTube now. We've been loading videos, so please check it out and yeah, share that with friends and family. Merry Christmas, everybody! Have a lovely one with your family and friends, and we'll speak to you next week. Merry Christmas. Yeah, man. Fuck all that shit, bro. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't celebrate that shit, so fuck all that shit. But, um, yeah. Um, hopefully, you guys have a COVID-free and festive season, is what I would say. Everyone, everyone's, everyone stay safe. Um, yeah, man, man. Hopefully, they don't lock us down again, man. And football is here to stay. Cool. We out. Peace. Peace. Thank you.